Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. With us on for Feed the Streets, one of the biggest things we need is people to help pack bags. We pack up 500 bags um, and it takes about 10 people. So if you want to volunteer to serve this weekend, um, there's some information we can share with you so that you can um, help us get these 500 bags packed up and we can get them out to the community. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can I tell you something? <laughs> it's because of our partners and y'all faithfulness that we're able to pass out like these 500 meal kits. Like they have a protein, they have a couple proteins in them. They have fruit in them. They have water in them. Like we're able to pass these meal kits out because of your faithfulness. So thank you. And I remember when we were struggling to believe God for 150, right? And when God pushed us and was like, believe me for 500, I was like, huh? But it took faith and it took obeying him. And I just know when you begin to obey him, God will do absolutely everything that he's supposed to do, especially if he said it up, appointed it for you. And so now we're able to pack 500 meal kits up and put 500 meal kits in the community. We service the homeless population. Uh, we service a nursing home. We service a domestic violence shelter. We service foster kids. Like it is, a, it is a, we're able to get that. And the only way we're able to get that is because of you. So I don't take your partnership for granted. I don't take every time you sow into this ministry for granted. I don't take, um, uh, anything that you sow into my life for granted, like it, it all means everything to me. So thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness so that we can do what God asked us to do, which is to take care of the poor. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for those who serve, right? Thank you for those who serve. Thank you for those who serve. Tammy, I'll email you privately about that. Thank you for those who serve Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for that. Um, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson. We are getting ready to get into the word today, but we are going to pause and pray and lift up the name of Jesus. I am so happy to be here with you this morning. Y'all don't know how much I look forward to the devotional. Like people are like, oh, you need to take a break. And I'm like, this is my time with God, with all my people. <laughs> it's like the ultimate online devotional time. Like I'll break when God says break, <laughs> but until God says break, we gonna get in this thing and we're going to grow in grace and we're going to learn more about God and we're going to learn how to rightly divide the word of God. Usually by the evening, I'm already thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you going to show us tomorrow? Like, what are you going to, what are you going to, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to show us tomorrow? Like, what are you going to show us tomorrow what are you going to do for us tomorrow right i'm already anticipating the word i'm already anticipating i thank you for that teresa how to grow so i get so excited i love to be able to serve you like i love to be able to to be with you to serve you to walk this out with you it has been such an amazing and incredible journey so for those of you that are new stick with it <laughs> stick with it just stick with it just stick with it just stick with it don't back up. Don't don't run away. Just stick. For those of you that are new, just stick with it. We love. We are a community of believers and we are growing like crazy. 
and I am watching God. Tonight is ladies night. <laughs> Tonight is ladies night. Tonight is ladies Bible study, right? Tonight is ladies Bible study. So if you're not a part of the ladies Bible study group, the only way you can access it is on Facebook. And I just want to tell you something. God does something so significant in that group. It got, I, I've never seen, I'm not saying God doesn't do it in other places, but I've never seen God love women more than he loves women in that group. Like he just shows up and shows out continuously. And I'm hearing all the testimonies of God's faithfulness. And so if you've never been in ladies Bible study, we want to invite you to be a part of ladies Bible study. It starts at 6 PM central standard time. It's in a closed group on Facebook. It's intimate. Um, it's private today. I'll drop a link and, uh, invite um, send the invite and say, girl, let's go to ladies Bible study tonight. Let's go see what they got going on from about six to six 30. We pray. Um, and then after six 30, we just get into the word of God or however the Lord leads us. And it's so funny because, uh, ladies Bible study, by um, my, I'm an, I'm an evangelist and a teacher period. Those are two of my most dominant gifts. And the morning devotional gets more of the teaching me the, uh, ladies Bible studies. For some reason, the evangelist comes all out. I don't know. I can't hoop, but the evangelist comes on, <laughs> comes all out. So it's funny to see how God does us and how significant is he is with us, um, in ladies Bible study. So I want to do an open invite for you to join ladies Bible study tonight. Um, we got two small groups coming up. We taught them before we got single you and finance you coming up. When we start dropping the links for single you and finance you, I want to see you there. I'm going to talk to you about kingdom finances. I'm not going to talk to you about anything that I'm not living. I'm not going to talk to you about sowing and reaping. I'm going to talk to you about what the kingdom says about your money so that you can get out of debt and so that you can live in the fullness of what God called you to be. And then single you, you're going to become the best, best single version of yourself. And so this is the same course that I talked taught last time. I'm sure God will add more to it. So make sure you get registered. Those places have limited spaces in it. Y'all ready for the word? <laughs> Y'all ready for the word? I know I am. Father, we thank you. My God, Father, we love you. Father God, we just thank you this morning that you are boosting our immune systems spiritually. <sighs> Purify us, oh Lord. Purify us, purify us, purify us. Bring us into the truth of who you are. Cause greatness to come forth in our life. My God, we thank you, Father God, that peace is in our life. We thank you, Father God, that we are saturated in your presence. We thank you, Father God, for your holiness. Now, Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind up the strong man. Anything that is trying to exalt itself against the knowledge or the wisdom of God, we plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional today. We thank you, Father God, that we will rightly divide the word of God. We cancel every assignment off the enemy, off the airways. Father God, we cancel the assignment off Instagram, off Facebook, off YouTube. Lord God, the enemy has no, no authority, no rights, no access here. <laughs> The only thing he can do here is repent and get saved. So we thank you, Father God, for covering this devotional this morning in the blood of Jesus. Everyone is watching, Lord God. Saturate us in your presence today, Lord God. Saturate us in your presence today, Lord God. My God, we thank you for burning up the chaff in us. Father God, we ask that you forgive us for any sin that we've committed against you or anyone else. My God, we drive out every for force of darkness. We come out of partnership with anything that we aligned ourselves with that did not line up with your word. 
Reveal more of yourself to us, daddy. Let us experience more of you, daddy. Let us come into the full knowledge and understanding of who you called us to be, daddy. My God, you say lay, lay hands on the sick and they recover, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your power that's on high. We thank you, Father God, for just um, our mindfulness of you, our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And we drive out every force of darkness that's been creating us or hindering us from hearing. My God. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we lift up this nation. My God, we lift up our pastors. We lift up our covenant partners. My God. And we thank you, Father God, for just sovereign truth, for peace, for love, for grace, for mercy. My God. Daddy God, you love us so well. You love us so well. You love us so well. You are so mindful of us. You are so mindful of us. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Now peace come in like a flood. My God. Peace come in like a flood. Drive out weariness. Drive out worry. Drive out doubt. Drive out anxiety. Now peace you come in like, like a flood. You come in like a flood. You come in like a flood. Lord God, we thank you today that we gird ourselves in truth. Mm. We thank you, Father God, that you are lathering us in the peace that passes all understanding. My God, we thank you, Father God, that we are resting at night. My God, my God, my God, I hear God saying, Take your rest. We should not be sleepless. Father God, take your rest. Take your rest. Take your rest. My God, come, my God, take your rest. My God, he promises sweet sleep to us. So Father God, we receive your sleep, sweet sleep. There will not be another restless nor another sleepless night. So Father God, we just release whatever it is that's been holding us bound. Whatever it is that's been keeping us from sleeping, whatever has been having us in mixed emotions. And let us put our rest, our foundation and our trust in you, Lord God. My God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. Let me give you a verse to back that up about sleep, sweet sleep. It says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sleep sweet. That's Proverbs 3, 24, John 14, 27. He says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Matthew 11 and 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you. So if you can't sleep, you ain't took your rest yet. And you got to take your rest. Like you got to take your rest. You got to be like, Lord, I want this sweet sleep that you promised. I'm not going to keep circling around this moment mountain. I'm not going to keep being in this situation. I'm not going to keep being in this circumstance. I'm not going around this mountain no more. I will not. I'm not. Tonight I'm going to bed. <laughs> and tonight I'm going to bed at a good time. And I'm going to cut off all my devices and I'm going to turn off my TV and I'm not going to try to self-soothe. I am going to find sweet sleep in you. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to find sleep. You might have to put this scripture on your headboard. 
You might have to take you a post-it note and put the scripture on your headboard. You might have to put this in the bathroom before you brush your teeth at night. You might have to put this on the top of your Bible. If you have not been walking in sleep, you have no business not sleeping. You need to be rest. See, the enemy loves when we lack rest because he knows that it's a sign that we're wrestling with something and we may not trust God. And if he can come at us in our sleep and he can have us up and he can have us anxious, anxious and he can have us worried, then he knows we'll get weary. Or for some of us that we've committed to this devotional, right, that we know we're supposed to be here in the morning time. If he can affect our sleep, then he affects us being here in the morning time. Right. Right. And so we got to begin to declare you got to war for your sleep, especially when you know the enemy is coming at your sleep. Right. When the Lord has already begun to speak to you and said, okay, I want you on this devotional, right? I want you up in the morning. I need you to take your time with me early morning. Guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to war for that. You got to war sometimes for the dream. You got to war for the prophecy. You got to war. It's some stuff you cannot. And I don't mean war. Oh, in the name of Jesus, you got to be steadfast, immovable, abiding in the word and abiding in the truth. Now, let me put the scripture on the top of my headboard because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I, I'm going to bed. I, I'm going to bed. I got to go to bed at night, right? I got to go to bed. I need to sleep at night. You need just rest as a part of your good health. You need rest as, as like a part of your good health. And you do, you got to be intentional about it. You got to be like, yeah, Melissa, you got to be like, no, I'm getting some rest tonight. I'm not staying up. I'm not going to be worried. I have a cutoff time. I told the boys last night, I was like, hey, we way beyond our cutoff, cutoff time. We way beyond our cutoff time, everything in our house. And can I tell you something? I have to back myself up about an hour. I have to back up. I have to back up about an hour. I have to start shutting my house down at eight o'clock. I have to start preparing my house for, for a shutdown. I have to get everything ready for the next day. And then by nine o'clock, I'm trying to be in that bed. Because y'all get up at five, I get up at three for the most part, right? And sometimes 2.30. And so sleep, rest is a part. Can you say this for me? Rest is holy. <laughs> Can you say this? Can you say this to yourself? Rest is, you gonna, You might have to say this to yourself. Rest is holy. Rest, that's part of the sanctification process. I gotta have rest. And so guess what I'm gonna have to do? I'm gonna have to protect my environment. Any of y'all been not being able to sleep at night? I'm gonna have to protect my environment so that I can rest. I'm gonna have to shut stuff down. I might not be able to take text messages. I might not be able to take phone calls. There's only certain things. I got to, I got to, but I got to, I got to. And for me, there just comes a certain place that I gotta meet him. There just comes a certain place where I know that God speaks to me. There just comes, there just, there just comes a certain place when I know that God is trying to talk to me. My God. And so I need the rest so that I can be restored. And so that I, I need, I need the rest so I can be revitalized. I need the rest so that I can be renewed. That's why you got to understand the seasons in your life. Father God, we are so mindful of you. Thank you for taking, talking to us this morning. Thank you for mentioning. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for loving us enough to tell us, baby, you need to get some rest. You are so intentional with us. You are so mindful of us. You are so considerate of us. God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. My God, thank you for loving us. My God. Thank you, Father God, for showing us how important rest is to you in your word. My God. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for rest. 
I thank you for rest. I thank you we will not be worried about tomorrow. My God, I thank you, Father God, your rest for my soul. <laughs> I thank you, Father God, that when I dwell in the shelter of the Most High, that you will find rest for me. I find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. My God. I thank you, Father God, I lay down in peace and sleep, and you make me dwell in safety. Thank you, Lord God, for, I feel your peace, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for giving me your peace. Giving you me your peace, giving me your peace. And Jesus, that ought to be some of your declaration tonight. Tonight I'm going to bed. Girl, I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. I'm not gonna scroll Facebook, I'm not. I gotta put some limitations and some boundaries in place because I gotta go to bed. Can I tell you something for my sisters that are trying to lose weight? Rest is a part of that. Your sleep pattern being off will affect how you lose weight. So put rest in there, put, put rest in there. Your sleep pattern being off affects how you lose weight. It does. And so you may have to war for that. You, you may have to war for that. And this piece looks differently. Now, um, <laughs> whoo, we're going to get into the word of God today. Um, this is kind of funny for me because typically if I am, um, if I've experienced a moment with God, my testimony usually comes later, <laughs> but I need to share a few things with you. We have been learning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I felt you step in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come right on in and teach your lesson. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. I heard, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, for coming right on in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming right on in. Now, today's devotional is called God Speaks to Our Heart, right? And I got about 25 minutes to give you what I'm going to give you. Jer God Speaks to Our Heart. We've been learning how to listen and to hear God. And I want to admonish you. I'm just going to be real, real with you. I promise you are. And I'm going to give you a little bit of my testimony. And I know that this is vital to where we are in hearing God. I know that this is so vital. I know that this is so important. I know that this part right here is so significant. Like I know why God gave us this this morning. So Jeremiah 17 and 9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Right. Matthew 13 and 15 says, for this people's heart has grown callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their, closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn. And then I would heal them. When we are looking for God to heal us, spirit, soul, body, right? <laughs> We, there, there are things that we have to hear there. We've got to be tuned in. You've got to start thinking of your heart as the receiver. This is where God speaks. Right. And we talked about that a little bit. But if we're back here again, God is getting ready to deal with some deal with us on some, some things. And you've got to already always be ready. Always be ready to go back and visit a scripture. You got to always be ready to go back and meditate on whatever God is saying to us. You got always when God is trying to pull you back into a direction, you cannot lean into your own understanding. You cannot be like, well, we just studied or we just talked about this. There's probably something else God is trying to show you. There's probably something else that God is going to have to reveal to you. Yesterday, when I was doing my morning walk, I was just like, Lord, there's so much more to learn about you. 
There's so much more to learn about you. There's, I'm, I'm there. I, I just, I'm not even there yet. Like there's so much more to, to learn about you. Mark two and 17 says on hearing this, Jesus told them it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I'm not to come to call the righteous, but sinners, my right. And we all sinners. We all sinners saved by grace. We all need Jesus. Mark 7, 21 says from within the hearts of men come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, and adultery. Mark 7, 22, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. All of those things come from your all of those things come from your heart. All of this stuff that you involved in that does not line up with kingdom. It's just cause it's in your heart, right? Romans one and 21 says for, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and darkened in their foolish hearts. Romans seven 11 says for sin, seizing its opportunity through the commandment deceived me and through the commandment put me to death. Ephesians 4 and 22 says to put off your former ways of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Right. So I want to give you a few things this morning more towards the heart. So anytime we start talking about the heart, imagine yourself in heart surgery. Will you just let me teach this to you this morning? Anytime we start talking about the heart, you got to imagine yourself in heart surgery. And can I tell, can I, can I, can I, can I be honest with you? You need to go on and sign your consent form. Like, can you sign your consent form this morning? Go on and sign your release. I'm really all the, all the forms and the paperwork before you go on heart surgery, just go on and sign your consent form, sign your release. When you could sign your consent, when you say, Lord, open me up. Deal with the things, the deceitful things in my heart that do not line up with your word. <laughs> like do not line up with your word. Deal with the things in my heart that do not line up with your word. <laughs> do deal, deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. So let me give you deceit. I need to give you deceit. Here's why I need to give you deceit, right? Because a lot of times when we use the word deceit, um, we all, oh, we, I, I ain't no way I'm deceitful. I'm one of the most honest people you met, but I want to show you what deceit looks like. The word deceitful means having a tendency or disposition or living in false impressions. When we are, when we are, when we, when, when we say our heart is deceitful, I think that's why we've had a hard time with this scripture. We've had a very hard time with the scriptures because when he's saying the heart is deceitful, what he's saying is the heart has accepted some things that are not true and valid. <laughs> I've accepted when that's what he's saying to us. And so when we hear this, it's like above all things, our heart is deceitful. My heart can't be deceitful. Your heart is deceitful. If your heart has anything in it that is not true or valid, according to the word of God. My God, teach us this lesson this morning. So if it doesn't have anything, if it has things in it that are not true to the word of God, then my heart, or heart is deceitful. And my heart is where my deep seated belief system is. <laughs> right? So if I'm believing things, if I'm, if, if things are out of line in my life and I'm a certain position, I'm a certain place. I have thoughts towards things that do not line up with this word of God. Then guess what? My heart is deceitful, deceitful because what I've done is I've trusted Things to be true and valid that are not of God. 
can y'all gonna let me teach this thing this morning? <laughs> yeah. So, so the heart is the center. The heart is the center. Anytime we start talking about the heart, we're opening our hearts up. It's going to pull on us. It's going to tug on us. It's not going to be comfortable, right? It requires a recovery period. It requires a recovery period. It does. It requires a period where we have to recover from this because it's not easy to do. It's not, it's not easy to do. So it says the heart is the center of our and director of our human activity, right? It, in it is hidden the spring of our personal life, right? So Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So anything deceitful, when we use the word deceitful, take deceitful out for don't think just lying. That's not lying. It's deceitful. You deceitful. You lie. No, you are deceitful. If you operate in anything that is not valid or not true, according to the word of God, quicken your people, dear Lord, quicken them quickly. Luke 6 45 says the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. <laughs> The good, the good man, good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. I need you to pause that right there. So anytime I bring evil out, and I'm, I'm just going to give you my own testimony this morning. I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to put myself on blast because I feel like if, if I show it to you this way, or I ain't got no choice, but to show it to you this way, because the Lord told me to put myself out there. I'm going to put myself out there. Cause I think it's going to help you. I think it's going to help you understand how, what, at what level God is desiring to speak to our hearts. Right. And so, and so the evil man brings evil things out of him. Right. Sin has occupied a man's inward life. And when sin occupies our inward life, remember, I just told you what deceitful is. When sin puts validity on something, when Angela, when sin put Angela, listen, when sin puts validity on something, when sin puts validity on something, when sin puts validity on something, I will live that thing out in my heart, true and true. I will live that thing out in my heart because I never thought that that being deceitful meant that I was walking in things that were not valid or not true. I thought deceitful was about my lying, Melissa. I thought, I thought that, that I thought that's what that was. I thought being deceitful was just about my lying, but no, a deceitful heart, <laughs> a deceit, a, a deceitful heart is valid, right? <laughs> and it's my inward heart that defiles all aspects of my human action. Let me give you this last Mark 7, 20 and 23. This is what he went on saying. He says, what comes out of man is what makes him unclean. Not what you're putting in your mouth. What comes. That's why people all the time. Well, ain't nothing wrong with cussing. Huh? See God about it. Ask God about it. Right? Because it's what comes out your man mouth that defiles. It's what comes. It's not about what comes in you. Cause they were trying to catch him up in something. They were trying to focus on what they, it's not, it's not, mm -mm. it's not what comes in your mouth. It's not what comes in. It's what coming out your mouth <laughs> that makes you unclean for from within out of the man hearts comes evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, slander, <laughs> arrogance and folly. All these evils come from inside. Make a man unclean. The heart is where God divinely influences you. 
And so if my heart is a receiver and there is anything that is a block, if, if there is anything but no, it's deeper, son. You got to ask him to deal in your heart because what's coming out your mouth is in your heart. What's coming up out your mouth is in your heart, right? And so I got to deal with the intimate places in my heart that I've buried, right? Things in my heart that I did not know did not line up with this word of his God, right? God continues to speak to a heart that's regenerated, Right. God continues. So anytime something is blocking my heart, anytime there is sin, anytime I have anything in my heart that is invalid, it is muffling the voice of God. Free us today, Holy Spirit. Free us today. Free us today. Free us today. Free us from anything that is deceitful in our heart. Free us from anything that is deceitful in our heart. Anything that is not lined up with you. My God. So I got to give you a few things. I'm not going to be able to give you all of this. All right. I got to give you some of this along the way as God has given it to me. It takes a level of humility to hear God. It takes a level of humility to be able to hear God. And when I operate in this level of humility, it says, I don't know more than God. I don't know more. I do not more. You gotta, you gotta stick right there. It takes a level. It takes a level. It takes a level of humility to hear God. First Peter five and five says, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility towards one another for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. <laughs> My God. So it takes a level of humility. It takes, it takes, you have to sit yourself in a certain place. And then I'm gonna give you one more. I got a whole little list of stuff I was writing this morning and I'm gonna tell you my testimony and we're gonna get right on out of here. It says, take, it takes a rest that is resolved in the fact that God, I, I won't move without you and I'm not gonna make up anything without you, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. So it takes a rest in God. It takes a rest to be able to hear God. It takes a certain amount of rest. And it says to God that I understand that you have more for me and greater for me than I think that this world or this sense, like I no, Angela, we don't know more than God. You don't, if you think you know more than God, you are in trouble. Proverbs 22 and four says the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. If you think at any point, you know more than God, if you think common sense and worldly knowledge is more than God, you are greatly mistaken. It's, it's not, it, it, you are great. Why well, you know, I went to school and I, you know, I went and got all these degrees. Doesn't that, ba mm. I got degrees. I ain't, I, I, I got degrees. <laughs> I got degrees that have nothing to do with what I'm doing in ministry. Is he working it all together? Yep. But he got nothing to do. They got nothing to do with what I'm doing in ministry. Right. He shut that down for me. You ain't going to be able to exalt yourself. You ain't going to be able to say what I did for you. You did. That's, that's how I know what faith looks like. It's at the capacity that you're not able to do it. That's how I know. That's not, that's how I know. That's how I know. He keeps showing me the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He keeps showing me. It's at the capacity. It's in the, it's in the capacity. My God, it's in the capacity when you don't have the capacity to do it. That's what faith looks like. So let me, let me show you this. <laughs> so. I was dealing with a situation with somebody. Get your tea, get your coffee, go on and get you a sip in. <laughs> go on and do where you are, because I'm just I'm just gonna put it all out there, right? I was dealing with a situation with somebody. 
And it was a very uncomfortable situation. They were not being kind to me. They were not being loving to me. And they had, and this has like been several different instances. And so I'm going to be honest. I was in a position and I was praying. I was not praying against them, but I was praying to God in a manner and a way that would have, that was still about me. Lord, show them they heart, expose they heart to them, show them the heart in places of their heart, reveal to them the damage that they've done. Like this is, this is like, and I'm talking about, yeah, I'm just, listen, 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 listen. I'm just talking about, and they was getting, they, it's been a, it's been a constant antagonistic kind of get at me, right? It's been a constant, it's been a constant antagonistic kind of get at me. And so I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, you know, reveal to them the harder places of heart and I'm revealing and I'm revealing and I'm praying and I'm, and I'm not praying against them, but I'm not really praying for them, right? What I'm praying, I'm not, what I'm really doing is praying for God to take vengeance for me, but I'm doing it in kind of a different kind of way. We do that. Lord, reveal to them themselves. When I really need to be praying, Lord, reveal myself to me. So, so the Lord dealt with me. And as I get through praying and the boys and I are in the room and we're discussing what has happened because I discuss a lot with my boys. That's why they probably look like little old men. Right. And I'm talking to them about this situation. And it's actually a couple of situations happening at one time. It's not one person. It's actually like a few people. Right. But this one particular situation I'm really having to deal with. Right. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, um, after we get through, I hear God say, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I hear God say to me, you're going to have to have more compassion. And I'm just going to be honest. Can I just talk to you how I got this? How me and this, how me and God do like I was laughing. Right. And I hear him say last night, you're going to have to have more compassion. And I hear it and I'm receiving it and I accept it. And I tell the boys, I said, whoo, you know, mom's going to have to have more compassion in this situation. I'm going to have to have more compassion in this situation. So I received the responsibility of compassion. Last night I prayed before I went to sleep. Lord, help me to have compassion. I'm doing all the things that I know him to do. He said, you're going to have to have more compassion. I said, okay. So I'm like, I'm praying for compassion. And I go to bed and I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought God and I were through with this. (laughs) I I thought I did. I thought God and I I was like, okay, we over this. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. Um, He always leads me to a particular person to intercede for. I'm interceding. I'm praying for the devotional. And I think me and God through with this. And he starts dealing with me. He said, you're going to have to operate in another level of compassion. And I'm like, (laughs) and can I be real with you? I'm really talking to him. I'm really like talking to God like this. And here's what I know. I already know he knows this. But I'm looking at him going, did you see what they did to me? <laughs> like, I'm asking him this. I already know he saw what they did to me. I'm like, are you, did you see what they did? Did you see? They were mistreating. I was not mistreating them. <laughs> I was not. Lord, I was not mistreating them. I was not mis. I was not the person mis. I did not mistreat them. <laughs> then you talking to me about having more compassion. And they were mistreating. <laughs> they, I'm not the they don't violate right? That's how it's me and God, me and God, real, real, like me and God, real, real, real. We real, real with each other. And I'm like, you they're, they, they <laughs> like, do you, do you not see what just went down? 
And I know he saw what down. I know God saw everything that went down. I know he saw it. I know he saw it. absolutely everything went down. So I had to go look the definition of compassion up. And he says a suffering, a suffering with another, a painful sim- sympathy. A suffering compassion, a, a suffering with another, a painful sympathy, a sensation of sorrow, excited by the distress, like a pity. <laughs> compassion is mixed with passion. Compassion is compounded of love and sorrow. So, so Psalm seven, Psalm seventy-eight and thirty-eight. He being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity. Right. Um, his father had compassion on him and ran back to his neck. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Lord, and I'm laughing. And so this is how I always do when I know that the Lord speaks to me. Um, I have post-it notes all on my mirror and it was time for some new post-it notes. And as he's telling me about compassion, God doesn't ever ask me to do something. Remember, God doesn't ever ask me to do, God doesn't ever ask me to do something and not bring me to the scripture. So he comes to me first, Colossians 3 and 12 and 13. He says, put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved. I got to put it on. I got to take it on. I got to make a decision. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, these are scriptures he's giving me. Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you almost forgive. Now I'm in my, I'm in my, can I tell y'all something? I'm in my prayer closet laughing because what I'm hoping is when I read this scripture, can I just be real, real? Can we be real for a second? I'm hoping when he tells me to put on all this other stuff, he's going to say, and then I'm going to deal with him. (laughs) But that ain't what he does. He says, if you got to complain against somebody else, forgive them as the Lord has forgiven you. So you almost forgive. I I said, my God, you have the greatest sense of humor. (laughs) Like for real, you got the greatest. He he ain't tell me go ask for they. He ain't tell me to go. He didn't go tell me. He didn't tell me they had to apologize. Um, He didn't tell me they had to correct himself. He didn't tell them they had. he, He didn't tell me they had to change their behavior. He didn't tell me. He didn't say none of that. He said, I'm asking you to put on compassion. I'm asking you to act in kindness. I'm asking you to act in humility. I'm asking you to act in meekness. I am asking you to act in patience. I'm asking you to bear with them. I'm asking if you got to complain against them since you in here praying for them, <laughs> right? Then I need you to forgive them also as you forgive me, as I've forgiven you. Then he takes me to the second scripture because that's how God does with me. So I'm getting my other post-it note out. I wrote the first scripture. I'm wrecking the second scripture. He says, First Corinthians 13, four and seven. Love suffers long. It's kind. Does not envy. Does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things. <laughs> believes all things. Hopes all things and endures all things. So I write this out on my post-it note too. (laughs) Let me go on and put this on my post-it note too. 
Because if you're telling me, Lord, I need to grow in compassion. Let me put these on this mirror. My mirror is full. Let me put these on my mirror so that they become, they become real to me. Let me put them on my mirror so that they become real to me. Let me put them on my mirror so that they become real to me. Then he takes me to this last scripture, right? This, this may, Melissa, he longs to talk to us. And I'm going to show, I'm going to give you a few more things of how he talks to us. He longs, he longs to talk to us. My God, we got to get out of this habit of only wanting to speak to God about a blessing. And I'm going to tell you why, because he showed me something. Then he takes me to 1 John 3, 16 and 24. And he says, by this, we know love. That he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him. Here's where he got me. Here's where he got me. This is where it really, really got me. Yet closes his heart against him. My cutoff game is really strong. I'm just being honest. When you violate me, I am very good at cutting myself off emotionally to you. But anytime I close my heart, then God's love cannot abide. Right? And yet, if anyone sees the world's goods and sees his brothers in need, see, that's not just about your physical need. If you know that this person has emotional issues, if you know that this person is damaged, if you know this person is not walking in love, if you know this person got all these other kind of issues going on in their life, then they stand in need. They stand in need. And he says, if you close your heart against them, not God, because right, we'll have our heart open to God. God, my heart is open to you. I long to, to be like you. He says, how does, how does God's love abide in them. If you cut them off, if you just stop talking, if you pull back, if you don't operate in compassion, Lakeisha, then my love cannot abide in you. He says, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. <laughs> when I close my heart off to another person, whether they hurt me, whether they did something wrong or whatever else, guess what? God's love cannot abide in me. And I told you, my stuff, my thing. So when God, <laughs> when God is talking to us, <laughs> when God is talking to us, he always talks to us and addresses us as like we're Jesus. In like-minded, like Christ. Come on now, right? He's going to give us revelation through Christ. He's going to give us revelation through the word. He's going to give us a conviction. Now, whew, let me go on and wrap this thing up. <laughs> so as I was dealing with this and he was dealing with me and I'm writing out my scriptures on my poster note and I'm reading them and I'm repenting and he's dealing with me compassion. I'm going to be real, real. I asked the Lord. Cause can I be real? It takes, it's real hard sometimes when, um, you don't bother anybody and you feel like people take advantage of your love, right? I'm just going to be my, my flesh, my flesh feels that when like you don't bother people and people take advantage of your love. Like that's so hard for me sometimes. Right. Right. But he dealt with me on that this morning that I have to operate in another compassion. He did not speak to me about the other person at all. He said, I have to operate in another level of compassion. 
And so when I was dealing with him on this, I said, Lord, like, what is this about? Because I know that there's a lesson in this. I know that this is you not giving me this. This is a lesson. What is the lesson in this? And he said to me, he said, you asked me to show me my ways. You said you didn't want to know me just by my acts. And so Lakeisha, I'm showing you my ways. This is my way to love. This is my way to treat people. This is how I deal with you. And if you're going to be in the ministry of reconciliation, he said, because this is what you need to understand and get. Compassion is the ultimate way to reconciliation. When they see my love reflected in you, when they see my compassion reflected in you, then will they more likely to be reconciled to me. So you can't close the door. You can't shut them off. You can't be ugly. You got to walk in more compassion because you operate in the ministry of reconciliation. And the way that we can reconcile is not in what you say. It's not in what you do. By this way, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. And you prayed, you asked me, show, you said, Lord, I want to be, I want to know your ways. I don't want to know your acts. I don't want to just see your blessings. Remember that prayer? Remember that prayer? You said, let me know your ways, Lord. Let me know your ways, Lord. He said, this is my way. Because I asked him, that was my prayer. Petition me, Lord, I want to be like Moses. I want to walk so close to you that I know your ways. I don't want to just, I know you'll take care. I know you. I want to walk so close to you. And he said, good. They're operating another level of compassion. Who we done. <laughs> Who? And not reflect, not reflect in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. That's it. That's that, that's not reflect in word and talk, not posting. Can I ask you, I, I, when I see people post like them, like I would see people make different posts, telling people off, but like in a Jesus kind of way. And I was like, God, why you never let me? I feel this way sometime. And he's like, that's no compassion. <laughs> it's no compassion. Like you, you're asking me to know my ways. That's no compassion. Like that's no, Mama Janetta was deeper. It's deep. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's a life. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's a, it's a, it's deeper than a, it's a lifestyle. It's deeper than a test. It's, it's deeper than, it's a life. It's like a lifestyle he's drawing us to. Because remember, we're asking, we're trying to hear him more. It's a lifestyle. And living, living like Christ for the ministry of reconciliation. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. So Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord God, that you are taking us all to another level of compassion. 
that we won't run from situations and circumstances, that we'll be seated at your feet. Father, please forgive us for the things in us that do not line up with you. Now, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what? This is your moment, your time, and your hour. If you want, if you're tired of your family relationships being the same way, if you're tired of other, if you're tired of other relationships being the same way, right? Being, being the same way that, that you're tired of, you tired of things in it. Then all you need to do is do this first thing. You need to recognize Jesus and who he is. And you need to simply say, you know what, Jesus, I know I've sinned against you because the sin has not been against man. The sin is getting, the sin has been against you, you, Jesus. Right. And I'm going to ask you to come into my heart and I'm asking you to take away my, my sins and Holy Spirit. I'm going to need you and I'm submitting to you as Lord and Savior. And I'm going to ask you to follow me as best as you can. That's all he's going to say. I'm going to follow you as best you can. That's what it's a, it's a lifestyle. And then if you're the person that you need to repent because you know, you just been out there, (laughs) been there, done that. You just been out there. You've been out there. You've been out there doing your own thing. You've been out there in your own way. And you know, you got to come back to a place where you and God reset, reset that thing. Lord, please forgive me for my sins. I've been rogue. I've been in a wasteland. I've been like the prodigal son. I was out of there. Wasting my time, squandering my riches, putting my, my, putting myself into other things, doing other things. I have absolutely no bid. And so I'm coming back to you today and I'm satisfied. I'm surrendering myself to you. I'm I'm surrendering myself to you. And guess what he's going to do? He will no way cast you out. Anytime you talk to the Lord like that, anytime you talk to Jesus like that, he's going to, he's not going to no way cast you out. That's the kind of God we serve. Now, ladies, tonight Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. We all need that heart therapy. We all need, we not this deep. This was deep today. Do me a favor. If at any way, this word has been a blessing to you. Will you consider partner with this ministry? You can go on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, plant your seed there. You can send us a cash app, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry, and consider partnering with us. Compassion. Feed the streets this Saturday. I love y'all. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. Y'all believe in God for something big? I am. I want to see the manifestation of God throughout this world, not just in my life, throughout this world. And it's going to take another level of compassion. Do me a favor, share this word with someone today. My God, let this word do a work in you. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. 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 My God, and so do I. So do me a favor, go be loved today. Sow some love into someone else's life. Let someone experience the love of God in you. My God, love, love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.